3: That's right ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper and it's time for TSS Fantasy! Fantasy.
4: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. And you just got played. That's right, Yeah! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah. I got the cream sickle on tonight because we are back in Florida, Tampa Bay style, the Buccaneers tonight. We got a fun one set up in store. Let's start out with the introductions. Welcome to the studio after a long absence, Justin Jesus Herrera.
5: That's right, sir. I'm back in town. I had a good game of bowling on Tuesdays, and then on Thursday I took my lady out for our anniversary. So it's great to be back, and it's great to be back for the Bucks, man. I didn't miss a good team, you know what I'm saying?
4: <laughs> yeah, we got a fun one tonight. Like I said, a lot of fantasy relevant players to talk about tonight. We were trying, we were fishing for them for the last few nights. Although Atlanta's got a, a few nice little morsels in there, indeed. Um, They've got a big young team for sure. It, if you are, oh, I think, uh, if you are joining us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Why is that? We have a contest. It's actually ending very soon, July 4th. Get All you got to do is hit the subscribe button, automatically entered to win a signed Justin Jefferson jersey by Pristine Auction. It's there for you. Just hit subscribe. No big deal. Get automatically entered to win. After that, we're going to have something else announced. Um, like I announced earlier on uh, last night's show, Leroy Butler is coming on next week for the Packers show. We're going to have another giveaway as well coming up. So go are going to check that out. Also, don't forget, go to TSSFantasy.com. You want to check out the round table, all exclusive rankings, articles from our boy OJ, the Juice is Loose Mayor, is in there as well. So you'll want to check that out. Also, Check out the show on your fantasy league. If you want to take your league to the next level, you want to check that out on TSSFantasy.com. And we mentioned earlier, it's fantasy season. It's getting there. It's time to start drafting. starting to start getting into it. Go to underdog fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double your deposit up to a hundred dollars. And we're going to have so many fun contests on there. We're going to include Gatorland tickets. We're going to include all kinds of fun stuff. In fact, tonight, we're going to feature some Gatorland tickets for our winners tonight for our Fantasy Jeopardy. So, that'll be an exclusive thing tonight we're going to throw out there. Just want to throw that out there for our guests. We're going to wait a sec. All right. So, like I said, Justin, why do we do that, my friend?
5: Because we're the Fantasy Show of the People.
4: The Fantasy Show of the People, indeed. Like I said, we are in Tampa. Dr. Miller came with us. It's time for a house call. Dr. Mills, style, let's go.
3: Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. <laughs>
4: The doctor is in. We are back home in sunny Florida for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dr. Miller, welcome into the studio.
0: Thank you much. Coming up on tonight's house call, we're going to be talking about Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt.
4: Oh, all right. Anytime you can sprinkle in a Usain Bolt reference, you got to love it. All right, well, talking about the Bucks, good. The NFC looks not too big this year, so it looks like the Bucks can make some noise. Now, Chris Godwin had some injuries last year, struggling to get on the field pretty much. What is his injury, latest injury update, and his percent to the bench for this
0: season? Tom Brady is running out of targets right now, right? He's running dry. Uh, Most recently, Goodwin's ACL tear occurred in week 15. So the good news out of Tampa Bay is that he is projected to be ready sooner than we expect. In fact, one of the wide receivers, Cyril Grayson, on his podcast reported that Goodwin's now running quote, 19 miles per hour. Now, here's the reference. Don't get too excited about 19 miles an hour. As a point of reference, Usain Bolt's top speed was about 27, 28 miles an hour. So, you know, even at his top speed, Goodwin's still only two-thirds as fast as world record holder Usain Bolt. So even though they're optimistic in Tampa Bay, I don't see him returning for week number one. Again, ACL tear in week 15, As a receiver needing to cut and have confidence on that reconstructed knee, I think it's incredibly unlikely. Also, Tampa Bay made a big investment in this young man, right? They got $40 guaranteed to him. The last thing they want to do is bring him back prematurely and waste this season. I think he may be starting starting the season on the IR. We're going 95% to the bench for Goodwin, likely starting there. Wow. Boy,
4: that's big for your fantasy drafts indeed. Make sure to keep an update on his progress for sure. How about playoff Lenny, though? Lenny Fournette, the ground and pound for the Bucks. What do you think his
0: percent to the bench is this season? This guy's never played a complete season with that alone as our data point. He may show up in the playoffs, but he's a 95% to the bench during the regular season, right? He's never done it. And it seems foolish that at age 27, he's now going to play a full season. Like you said, he's going to play when it matters. But if you draft him, you need to have somebody up ready to go because Fournette will not play, but two thirds of the regular season, best case scenario.
4: Definitely spell, get the, get, you have to get the spell back every time you get the handcuff. Don't forget when you're doing your drafts, handcuff your backs for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is closing out the NFC South next week. We're going to the AFC, or excuse me, the NFC North, and we're excited to have that. We appreciate you in the studio, Doc, and we'll
0: see you next week. See you next week my friend
4: sir all right we're still waiting on nick to figure out what a link is in the dm to join us tonight but oh well whatever we're gonna keep moving on we got guests waiting let's bring them in we'll bring them in tampa bay buccaneer style we have pirates in the building tonight
6: yo, ho, yo, ho, a pirate's life we rifle and loot drink up Yo. hearties, We kidnap and ravage and don't give a drink up Yo ho ho a for me.
4: Not the theme music you ever wanted to come in with, I'm sure, but I, at least it'll be a fun night tonight. Let's welcome in our guests. first welcome in Bobby Thomas, NFL journalist. Welcome into the studio sir.
7: What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me.
4: We appreciate you being here. Let's also welcome in Big Game James. Welcome into the studio.
6: All right, fellas. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you being here.
4: We appreciate you. Rob from Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris. Welcome into the studio. Thanks, guys. And also, Robert from Outside Leverage. Welcome to the studio, sir. Indeed, it's a
8: pleasure to... Be on with you guys with
4: some Phillip Bucks fans. Appreciate you. Wow. Yeah, we're excited to have you. And actually, look look who popped in. Nick is actually on site at Raymond James, ready to go. Fire up the cannons. Nick's ready to rumble. All right, guys, let's get things started. Let's talk about the 2022 outlook for you guys. Last year, 13-4, and four, number one in the NFC South. We know we lost the divisional round to the eventual champs, 30-27, to 27, the Rams. Offensively, last year, you guys were number two overall. I mean, and why not? Number 26 though, in rush yards, probably your only Achilles heel, but you know, who cares when you're number one in pass and number two in points scored. So it doesn't really matter at that point. Defensively, last year, 13th overall, um, number five in points scored against, number three versus the run, but number 21 versus the pass. Probably a lot, of do, lot to do with garbage time. A lot of teams are probably just throwing the ball a lot on you guys probably at that point. Free agent losses, didn't really miss much, honestly. Alex Kappa, guard. Jordan Whitehead's gone. Gronk, of course, somewhat retired. We'll see if that remains true throughout. Lost O.J. Howard, Ronald Jones. Added, though, Russell Gage and Akeem Hicks to your defensive end. Drafted a couple tight ends. Um, and Cade Otten, if I'm saying that right, and Keeft. I mean, I'm just looking at this team overall, and I'm looking how the NFC right now is... Stacking up, and right now it looks like you guys are just going to run rampant. I would, quite frankly, I mean, you're my pick to go all the way through. Right now, I have you guys with a fourteen and three record. But who cares what I think? Because you know, it doesn't really matter. Rob, Bobby, we're going to go to you first, sir. You tell me. Give me the outlook for the two thousand twenty two Bucks.
7: Well, when you look at uh, the Bucks getting Brady back, is a uh, blessing in disguise. I mean. Now you don't have uh, quarterback controversy. I do think that down the road, I think Kyle Trask is somebody who could really be relied on. He's just really young. I don't think he's ready yet. Give him another year. But having Tom come out of retirement is huge. Um, I think this year, one, anytime you have Tom Brady under center for your team, you know you could go all the way. I think you look at their schedule. I think it's pretty. Reasonable. I, I agree with, uh, I'll say, you know, 13 and four. I think that that I'll go with that. I think week one uh, rematch of last year's week one against Dallas. That's going to be a huge, huge game. I'm really excited for that one. Uh, with this year with the bucks, I'll I'll piggyback off of what you said with free agency losses. It's not really much. It really isn't. They lost uh off some offensive linemen, they go and trade with the Patriots and get Tom Brady's old friend, Shaq Mason, who Buccaneers fans are going to love this guy because he's one of the best linemen in football. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, losing Gronk, uh, I, I do think Gronk will come out of retirement in <clears throat> October, November. Brady gives him the call. Listen, we need you for the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, yeah, here he comes. But I know the organization really is high on Kate Otten. We'll see, training camp. Is in, what, three or four weeks from now? So I'll be definitely out there to check that out. I'm I'm excited to see what he's got. Um, But listen, Chris Godwin coming back from an ACL and what the doctor just said a little while ago, I agree. I don't think he'll play week one if he does. Won't be back to full strength, I think, maybe week two, week three. But he'll be a contributor no matter what. For me – I'm going to tell you this, I think Russell Gage is a guy to really really look out for. I think he's going to be huge in this offense. He's playing that Antonio Brown type role uh that he did last year. He's going to be I think Brady's going to look at him early and often and I think they're going to be just fine. You know, they lost uh Ronald Jones and that's well to the I think the Chiefs I believe got him. But uh getting back Leonard Fournette was huge. They're they're gonna be just fine. I'm going thirteen and four for the Bucks and they will be in there with the NFC, but they got to dethrone that uh Los Angeles Rams. I was at I was at Raymond James last year, that game, back and forth coming down to the wire. Uh, I I could see something like that happening again.
4: Indeed. And who knows who who ends up on the tail end of that this time. Big game, James. Let's go to you, my brother. Tell me what you think the outlook for the 2022 bucks looks
6: like. I swear I think Bobby read my notes before, uh, before he <laughs> spoke. But uh, I appreciate it for you guys having me on. Um, coming into this season, you know, when Tom first announced he retired, I think everybody almost hit the panic button. But once he decided to come out of retirement and whenever he takes the field, he just gives you – an extra sense of confidence that your team can do whatever it is you need them to do. And I think the guys that play with them feel the same way. Um, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I think uh, this could be a 13-win team. Um, not uh, trying to be funny. The only team that makes me nervous looking at the schedule is the Saints because they were the one team that had our, had our number last year. And it's it's something about that matchup within our division. But other than that, Atlanta's going to be – a wash. Carolina should be a a wash for us. I mean, I I think those are games we take. The division is not going to be a problem. It just depends on that week two matchup with the Saints, and I think that'll tell us a lot of what's going to happen and what we can expect. Um, I was also excited with uh, Gage being signed, because the things he was able to do in Atlanta with no good real quarterback, getting him the ball and still being able to make plays, he can help fill that gap until Godwin is ready to come back. And whenever you got Mike Evans on the field, uh, I'm, You know, I'm always confident that things can happen. We throw the short passing game to kind of make up for the running game when Fournette's not really effective or he is banged up. And we knew Ronald Jones couldn't catch the ball out the backfield. So that part I don't think we're really going to miss at all. Um, Akeem Hicks was one of my favorite pickups. I loved watching this guy play in uh, in Chicago. And before the injury of last year, he had some really dominant years. So Sue not being signed back and him coming in, I don't think we really lose anything once you pair him up with a uh, with Vea in the middle. So, I, I think things look good for us. Um, the Saints in the division, and then getting past the Rams later on in the playoffs. I think is going to be what we really need to worry about. Rob, what say you, sir?
4: What's the outlook for the two thousand twenty two Bucks? Yeah, I'm
1: I'm pretty excited about the Bucks this year, especially when Brady came back. I just I didn't buy that he was really hanging it up. I think he was looking for maybe some shenanigans a way to get out of Tampa a little bit, but um, he had other ideas, but of course he was under contract. So he had to come back. So he stuck with us for a year, which is great. We love it. We have another chance. We'll take another chance for the run. But I think the outlook is kind of the same as as these previous guys. You know, I think if we were totally healthy at Godwin, it could be 15 and two team. I mean, if you look at the schedule, but with Godwin starting off slow, I think that may be an advantage for the playoffs, actually, because you're going to have that fourth, eventually the fourth receiver really get a lot of reps, get the step up, figure out who that guy is, and then later on in the year, that's going to be good. I also agree with Bobby that I think Gronk will come back at some point during the year. I think he doesn't want to do this to his body. He wants to wait until the games are, are really count you know, for that playoff run, a lot like Shaq used to do with the Magic and save his body through the time. So I I think it's going to be a good run for us. I think they're going to slip up in some games. The Rams is going to be a hard game, of course. Um,
3: This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember, nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Season after season, make this December one to remember. Together, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: The Baltimore, I think will be a difficult game. But overall, I think it'll be around that 13-win type of season. And I, I, I want to see what Rashad White does, because he's a good running back that can catch out of the backfield. See if he can kind of help Fournette stay healthy and he doesn't miss a lot of games this year. And as you spoke in the beginning, they didn't have a lot of running games last year, but that's because they do a lot of those short passes. That's really the running game for the bucks. And so if they can do those things, I think we're in good shape, stay healthy for the playoffs and make a run. We just need around 13 wins or so be in good position and make a run in the, in the playoffs.
4: Robert, what say
8: you, sir, give me your outlook. Uh, yeah, man, my look for the Bucks is. Uh... It, I don't think it's, I, for me personally. I don't know if it's, it's clear cut for a lot of my fellow Bucks fans here. Uh, the Bucks have, the, the, as of today, the Bucks have the toughest schedule they faced since John Brady's been in Tampa. Uh, the Bucks are facing a hellacious schedule. Uh, this is no way for me. I don't see it as an easy, easy run at any point, beginning of the season, middle, or the end. Uh, I think we've got about eight playoff teams that we're eight playoff teams that we're looking at. That's a major deal, man. And, uh, and in the history that we've been looking at the Bucks for the past few years on the, the tutelage of Bruce Arians and Leftwich, uh, when we're talking about uh, what the Bucks can do, we've always looked at the offensive side of the ball and, and how potent the offense has been. And they've been as talented and as potent as any offense has been in the NFL. However, this is going to be a year where we have to take a look and see what they can do that kind of goes away from what Bruce Arians has done and see how many points they can put on the boards against really good teams as opposed to the terrible teams that they did it against the past two years. Um, God willing, Bucks fans, I'm hoping we look at like 11, 12 wins, you know. But, I mean, it's a real, really tough road. And, again, we're looking at our schedule. Replace we it. Uh, we're facing off a lot against against a lot of good uh, offenses that 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 house some really young and mobile, agile quarterbacks, which is a you know that's a that's something that the bugs haven't had to face for a while. So you know, I think we're at like a, the eleven win mark is realistic, I believe. And anything after that, you know, it's going to be a pleasant surprise and it's something that you know we should be looking forward to. So. If I'm looking at 11 and six with the Bucks, I would not be surprised. Uh, but that should be like the baseline for the Bucks. I mean, we've got a lot of challenges coming up ahead, but a, a lot of it is going to be, you know, good and fun to watch against a lot of good, good teams. Um, you know, we we kind of lost some some players that, you know, uh, like Ronald Jones. I think Ronald Jones was our most potent running back, even though he didn't get a lot of action last year. He was the most explosive running back, gaining five yards to carry. As opposed to a Leonard Fournette who basically just grinded out and got a bunch of carries and so forth. And again, last year against some some weak defenses on the run side. But uh, you know, losing him, but you know, again having Rashad White, the young cat coming in, he was like all purpose, uh all purpose running back from Arizona State, can catch the ball out of the backfield, a good weapon there, and can run the ball. So, you know, the Bucks the offense is gonna look it's going to be a different look. It's going to be a pretty good look, but if the Bucks don't come away with 11 wins, I'll be a little bit disappointed. Anything I said goes past that. Is you know, it'll be what it should be. Robert, not as optimistic
4: as the rest. Justin, let's go to you. What say you? Give me a quick prediction on the Bucks season.
5: Oh, just to kind of bounce off what Robert said. You guys are actually playing nine playoff teams um next year which yeah that's a very tough schedule 100 and then you got the saints and the ravens who you know if circumstances worked out for them they could have been playoff teams as well so you know that's that's almost paying playing the entire front at that point you know what i mean um so yeah it's gonna be difficult but you know the good thing about it is the nfc has kind of relented uh whatever hold it had on the afc with kind of this shift of talent that's gone over there. So the NFC is kind of looking like a wide open type of situation. Um, you know, I look at this team and I look at realistically, when I processed the schedule in my head, I said 13 and four. I thought 13 and four was a good number. I think 11 and six is a good, you know, base number. It's a good floor number for them, but 13 and four is probably where their potential could end Um Obviously, you guys got talent. Rashad White, I did like him coming out of Arizona State. He's probably the best. He's got the best hands of all the running backs that came out. Um, You also have Gio Bernard. Uh, Brady relying on rookies has not really been his thing. Um, Gio Bernard is somebody who can kind of fill in if he's not injured. Um, Leonard Fournette has got one of those contracts that it's almost like a one-year run-out-the-tires thing where they're just going to run them into the ground and try and win the playoffs this year and try and win the Super Bowl. So um, I'm looking forward to what's going to be going down in the NFC because I'm a 49er fan, and I'm going to love playing you guys (laughs) because I got bad memories of 2002 when you guys
4: blew us out. Even though Justin looks like a Buccaneer, don't let that fool you. All right, Nick, give me your quick prediction on the Bucs.
2: I think they're going to go four and 12 this year. Wait, I'm I'm sorry. No, no. uh, Anytime you got number 12, you got a shot, right? So, uh, I'm whatever I would say, we'll just pile on to everybody else. But what, uh, the most intriguing thing coming up this season is what are they going to do with the loss of LA Marpet? Now, Marpet was an anchor on that, on that offensive line. Uh, I was trying to look up who his replacement was, but someone told me to stop looking at my computer so uh one of you guys can tell can tell me who his replacement is, but um now I believe that whole shift to to the anchor goes goes to Tristan worfs. i I think he's going to take over that uh, that offensive line and um basically, how long can can Brady stay upright all right so if he stays upright he stays healthy, you guys are going to be at least. 12 wins. Uh, like I said, if you got number 12, you got a shot. And, uh, you know, before everyone used to hate Brady. Now we all love Brady. So, you know, that's that's how it rolls in Tampa.
4: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was me who asked you to stop looking at your computer because you do that pre-show, pre-show, bro. All right, Ro- Robert, you brought it up earlier. You brought up the schedule. Give me the best game on the schedule that you're looking forward to.
8: Uh, man, oh, I don't know if it's a bit, I, I, I think I have to cheat and go and, and, and go with a 1A and 1B or 1 and 1A. <laughs> and it's got to be the Rams, uh, the Rams and the Chiefs. We got them in, we got the Chiefs in Tampa and Raymond James Stadium. Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be a, a major game, man. And anytime you got, uh, well, you got two of the most popular quarterbacks in the game, uh, and, and, and no matter – I know Tariq Hill has gone out of, has gone away from, from Kansas City, but that offense, man, and the masterminds behind it, awesome. And then we got the revenge game. I'm never going to give up beating the hell out of the Rams whenever we get a chance and getting a chance to get that win back there. You know, we wish we had a uh during the playoffs. But those two games, I believe, are going to be like two of the biggest games in the NFL this entire season.
4: I know these poor guys. I'm working counterclockwise. Nobody wants to be last. Sorry, Rob. You, sir. Tell me. Favorite game on the schedule.
1: I'm gonna go one A, one B, two. The Rams of course, because it's got to be the revenge game. Plus, my brother-in-law is a huge Rams fan, so we text during the whole game, talking smack to each other. So that's double, double the reward if we win. But then the other one I want to see is is the Packers. I want to see how we size up against them early, and I think that's going to be important for the playoff race and, and seeding, of course. So I think we need those two wins for sure, and. Yeah, those are the two I'm looking forward
4: to. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more there. James, how about you, sir? Give me the one on the schedule. You're look you're well, one A or one B or one C on the schedule for you.
6: I mean, I wanna take a page out of everyone else's book and, and do one A and one B, but I know I the game I circled early on and, and did on my podcast early on, I did a five must-watch games, but the first one for me is the uh, the Saints game. You know, like you said, we played nine playoff teams. Saints didn't make the playoffs, but they had our number. So I feel like coming out, if we can establish ourselves in that game kind of early in the season, see what we're going to look like, it'll help us down the road. And I'm with everyone else. The Rams was another game that I got excited about when I saw the schedule come out. But for me, I think that first game, it's week two. It's on the road. Jameis is supposed to be back healthy. I think that we need to go in New Orleans and come out with a victory. Bobby, what say you, sir? What's your favorite game
4: on the schedule
7: or well, three? I, 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 I got to follow a trend, you know, 1A, 1B. For me, <laughs> of course, it's the Rams game. How could it not? But I think the Ravens game is a really intriguing one. That's one you really got to watch out for because I uh, want to see how the Bucks defense plays against Lamar Jackson. You no, know, uh, he always gives everybody, I feel, so I want to see how those athletic linebackers of Devin White and Levante David match up against trying to stop him. And that I think that's going to be a really, really good game. I know that's one game I will be at Raymond James for, definitely.
4: Justin, give me one real quick you like.
5: Uh, that second game against New Orleans, because I think that's going to be a playoff game, the way that New Orleans has kind of set themselves back up. I think that that's going to be the last stretch where you guys need to get that kind of W in there because then you kind of finish it out with Cincinnati. You finish it out with uh, Atlanta and you finish it out with Carolina and Arizona in that stretch. So I think you guys need to get that win to kind of establish it, get like a good mojo going into that last stretch of the season.
2: Nick,
4: how about you, sir?
2: Uh, I like, actually the game I like is week 15 against Cincinnati, uh, down there in, in Tampa. Uh, I like it because the,
9: um, Defending AFC champs are are coming down.
2: Uh, could have been a potential Super Bowl matchup, and now you know you got rumblings of the of all the experts and the prognosticators saying that Joe Burrow is is the next Tom Brady, and yada yada yada. So uh, I think it's and again, it's two exciting players, two exciting teams, and it's just gonna be a, a very good game overall to
4: watch. Well, if you've seen this show before, you know what game I'm going to pick. How about Christmas Day? You guys are playing the Cardinals. Like, I mean, it's after we had presents, after we've eaten. We're chilling. <laughs> we're we're just relaxing with the fam. And guess what? We got football on Christmas. I mean, that's great. Watch Brady, Murray go back and forth. Who let the dogs out? Indeed, I feel you. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, we're going to play Fantasy Feud. Buccaneer style. We'll be right back. Hayden, we love
3: fantasy football. We do? It's a fantastic game yet, still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst, man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a life. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So... We at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called best ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on Underdog Fantasy. See you put them, up, put them up. Reach the skies, let the stars up above. Cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. <laughs>
4: Hey fellas, if you have not seen this game before, we don't have any fancy gadgets or any buzzers, so unfortunately, you'll just have to shout out the answer if you know it. What we're gonna do is team you up. Rob and Robert seem like an easy pair, and we will have James and Bobby on the other side. What we're gonna, I'll do is I'll ask the question. There'll be five answers on the board. You shout out the answer. If you get the first one, I hear that's correct. You guys will get control of the round, and if you get three, if you if you get all five, you're good. If you get three strikes, goes to the other team who gets a chance to steal. Tonight, in fact, brought to you by Gatorland. So the winners tonight will get two Gatorland tickets each tonight. So make sure you send me your addresses before we head out tonight.
2: Hold on. Before we start, for the, I don't know about y'all, but I'm feeling like the Brady Bunch up in here because <laughs> got
4: everybody up. All right. Thanks for sharing, Nick. All right. With hey. that said, time to play the feud. Okay.
3: Brad. Uh, Justin Jefferson.
1: Justin Jefferson, it's going to be a long
6: game
4: Get <laughs> Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Buccaneer experts in the building tonight, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys, you heard the rules earlier. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. Give me the top five all-time Passing yard leaders of all time.
2: Anybody, just shout it out.
8: Uh, Yeah, so Jameis Winston,
3: Jameis Winston,
8: just one, it's all good.
4: All right, Robert, you got control of the round for you and Robert. Jameis Winston, number one on this list, 19,737. You guys got control. Go right ahead. What else you got? Oh, the
1: top five?
4: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh,
1: sorry. Uh, I would say Vinny Testaverde.
4: Vinny, I can't see color. Testa Verdi. No. Number two on this list, 14,820. All right, you got number one and number two, no strikes. What else you got?
8: Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Number
2: seven.
4: Number seven on the list, not in the top five. Doug Doug Johnson. Doug Johnson.
8: (laughs) Doug Williams. Yeah, I was going to say that. Doug
4: Williams. Um, So Doug Williams was number five on this list, 12,648. You're missing number three and number four. You have one strike remaining.
1: Let me see who else I have there. Um, You want to go – can we confer here? Do you want to go (laughs) – it's got to be someone
4: that was there for a while. Phone a friend. Yeah.
8: Is it – Sean, it wasn't Sean King. Absolutely right? not. No, Absolutely. <laughs> no. no I'm trying this. to think of who was there a long time. <laughs> definitely was not Sean King. I promise you. Jeff Garcia um, wasn't there long, and he was hurt a lot. Right? Um, who am I missing? Who am I missing? I had grease in my head for some reason. I'm like, wait. I'll no, no
1: he, he wasn't was. there that
8: long. No.
4: We got to We got to It's got to get going, guys. Oh, I got oh, to get an answer.
1: Oh, I can't remember his name. So. Not Freeman. Was it Freeman?
0: Oh.
1: Is that a guess? Know.
6: Is it? Sounds like
9: one.
4: Yeah,
6: that's <laughs> not what it Freeman.
4: Freeman. Who else are we missing? you're missing number 4. Josh Freeman was number 3 on the list. 13,534. You got one more remaining with one strike left.
8: Man, I'm 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 I was about to go with Brad. Brad Johnson? We already said Brad Johnson. Did we say, No, we said No, You didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. yeah. You said Doug Johnson. Brad Brad Johnson.
2: Johnson. (laughs) Oh, no. Number six
4: on the list. Number six, you were close. All right, Bobby and James, do you guys have this answer? You can't confer with each other. Do you have the number four guy
6: on the list? Would it be Trent Dilfer?
4: Trent Dilfer. Oh!
2: Back pulled when he used to actually throw the
1: ball.
4: <laughs> pulled it out from the doldrums. Trent Dilfer, number four on this list, 12,969. I find it funny, Tom Brady not in the top five, but number two all-time in TDs. That's what, That's what I had in my mind, crazy, too. All right. That's crazy. All right. <laughs> let's go on. Looks like James and Bobby, they're up 1 0. Let's go to question number two. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question oh Give me the top five rushing TD leaders of all time.
6: Is Mike
8: Allstock?
4: I heard Mike Allstock. It was
6: James. Is James. One. one?
4: I heard Mike Allstott. Uh, James, looks like you got control of the round. You and Bobby get control. Go right ahead.
6: Go ahead, Bobby. If you're you, uh,
7: Doug Martin. Doug Martin.
4: Let's see. Doug Martin's number three on this list with 20 sec, 26. Mike Allstott, number one, 58.
6: Mm-hmm. Where's work done on the rank on this list? Is he on this list?
2: I can't tell you that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you He's on the list, but I can't tell you where he is. I had to,
6: I had to try to sneak one in there. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll say, I'm going to guess Warwick done. Warwick done. Ooh, number seven. Okay.
5: Oh God. Done that's more good. with the Falcons. That's because
2: yeah. Allstott stole all the touchdowns.
6: Right. Yeah. He only ran from like one, one yard out. Yeah, that, <laughs> the Rhino package back in the day with him and Lorenzo Neal. <laughs> oh. What else we got, guys? You got Mike Allstott,
4: number one, and number three on the list, and we got two strikes remaining.
7: What's that guy name? Cadillac Williams? Cadillac
6: Williams?
9: Still one of the best names.
7: Six. Oh, close 10. no
6: cigar. Man, the pressure is on. It
4: Cannon. is. A lot, a lot of meat on this bone right now. You got one. Oh, you got one strike remaining. All you've got is number one and number three. So remaining are number two, four, and five on the list.
3: Oh, God.
7: This is this is tough. I'm trying to. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just happy I got one. Uh,
8: <laughs> <laughs>
4: the buzzer about to go. Buzzer about to go. Do we gotta guess? I'm
7: gonna say one. Legarrette Blunt. Legarrette Blunt. No.
6: Stop it! Get some help.
2: <laughs> Dude, I don't have enough fingers for that. He's number fourteen.
4: <laughs> All right, rob squared, you guys got a chance to steal it here like I said, a lot of meat on this bone two, four and five remaining. Do you have
8: a guess hey, James Wilder is up there yeah, James the
0: Wilder
3: oh! Oh!
4: Rob Squared has stolen it. He was number two on the list, 37. Not okay. Gene Wilder's nephew. Well, Eric, 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 Eric Eric, Yeah, he was number four oh, on the list, 24. Yeah. And number five, Reggie Cobb, <laughs> 21. Yeah, Eric Red was my next one. But yeah. yeah. All right, it's all tied up. This is a fun one. This really tests your fanhood on this one. Top five right. answers on the board. Here's the question Give me the top five opponents. You have the best winning percentage against. Ooh. Oh. Lions. The Detroit Lions.
6: Went all the way back to the, the Central. The Bears. One percentage.
4: The Chicago Bears.
5: I don't think you guys should try the Packers.
8: I <laughs> uh, spent a no. lot of time in the NFC Central, so the uh, Vikings was a part of that.
4: Vikings? Oh, I'm sorry. So you're guessing the Vikings? Yeah. I'm Panthers. Twenty nine teams to go. Make it twenty. <laughs> make it twenty eight. Oh. Falcons. Atlanta Dirty Bird Falcon. Wow!
6: All right, Bobby, so we've got a guess this round. Finally
4: got <laughs> that one. They are number five on this list. Twenty-nine. You guys are twenty-nine and twenty-eight against them. A five hundred and nine winning percentage against them. All right. What's up, guys? Let's see what else you got.
7: here <laughs> I'll say with the NFC uh, seahawks
4: Seattle
7: Seahawks yeah, I
8: it. <laughs> oh oh he said oh Oof, no, oof. oof. All right,
6: that wasn't our first strike.
8: Were
4: you? Hey, because we had to go. We went extra overtime with. That's those right. Before, okay. So okay. We had, we, I got. I got to make up the time somewhere. I got uh, it. All right. <laughs> all right, you got yeah. one strike left, and you only got one on this list. You got one number one, two, and number three and four remaining.
6: Falcons. No, we already said Falcons. Sorry, yeah. my bad. That's what we got it with. I was thinking, oh, yeah, 49ers
4: the
9: 49ers.
5: I couldn't have said it any better myself.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob Squared, you guys get a chance to steal it again. A lot of meat on his phone. One through four. Can you guess which one? You want
8: to go. Rob, AFC? I think we got to go to AFC. Yeah. got to go to AFC definitely haven't played him as much as the nfc so maybe the bengals or are... i was literally thinking bengals absolutely let's do it then, bengals cincinnati bengals
4: it big time here cincinnati Bengals were number two on this list seven and five although they are tied with america's team the miami dolphins also seven and five on this list as well against the bucks number one on this list the buffalo bills you guys are eight and four against the bills and number four the chiefs seven and six against oh. the chiefs, believe it or not if you don't know, now you know. Rob Squared is up two-one. We're going into round four. Big one here. If Rob Square gets it, it's over. We're going to go opposite end of the last question. Top five answers on the board. Give me the teams that have the you have the worst winning percentage against Green so Bay. The Green Bay Packers.
8: and ah! Saints.
4: What was that? I heard the Saints. We Saints. Saints. The Saints.
8: Fudge. What the fudge?
4: <laughs> Here we go. Twenty nine to go. <laughs> Patriots. New England Patriots.
8: Indianapolis Colts definitely.
2: Indianapolis Colts.
8: I'm going to go the Eagles.
4: The Eagles. Nope.
6: Okay. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs>
4: Minnesota Vikings. Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers might as well just call you the winner. (laughs) Oh man. Steelers are number two on this list. You guys are two and nine all time against the Steelers. All right, you got control. Who else you got?
7: Chargers.
6: San
4: Diego Super Dodges.
6: Rams. The
4: well LA Rams got me all discombobulated. <laughs> no! You left a lot of meat on this bone again for these guys to take a swing at it. Again, number two was all that was said. The Steelers, two and nine. I was thinking um,
1: Raiders or Giants.
2: So, so if they're both one, does he get two strikes?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Well, he's talking no, to his teammates. I'm asking Robert.
8: What do you
0: think, Robert?
8: way to give it away, Nick.
4: Um, I did. not right?
0: pick a different way if you can me,
8: wrong. Yeah. Are you all. Oh, you, are you thinking Raiders or the Giants, um, or somebody else? Since uh, they're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they were wrong. I didn't say they were wrong. <laughs> oh man, I'm. Gosh, I don't know why I'm thinking. I don't know why I'm thinking Ravens. Say Ravens, then it's sorry. Right. Go for it. All right, we're going with the Baltimore Ravens. More Gatorland tickets, the Ravens.
4: are going into overtime for the Raven for the Gatorland tickets. Number one on this list, the Tennessee Titans. You guys are two and ten against the Titans. Oh, wow. the number three on this list, the Texans. One and four against the Texans. Wow. Wow. All right. And how about this? How, now if you think that, that's bad, wait for this next one. Number four, the New York Jets. You're 3-10. 3-10 again. oh against the Jets. Oh my God. <sighs> and number five is the 49ers, 6-18 and 18 against the Niners. <laughs> you guys brought them up. Again. You were winning. I don't think so. All right. right. Last round, guys. Here we go. Top five answers on the board. Give me the top five passing yard leaders of all time. For the Bucks, oh, we did
5: that. Did we did
8: yeah. passing
5: yards. Yeah. We, we already did that.
8: Yeah, yeah we that did passing
4: way. yards. Yes, yeah, that, was one. One. that was, that was <laughs> the first one. That was the oh, first right. one. I'm sorry, and I even wrote it down. Passing yards. My bad. Top receiving yards all time. Oh, my, my, bad. Evan, my Mike Evan. my my
8: Evans.
4: Mike Evans.
5: <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knew that one. <laughs>
4: That's why I wrote it down as pass. So I was kind of deceiving everyone, maybe. I don't know. My bad.
3: Mm. All right, Good job on that. My bad. That was a new keyboard,
4: Justin. That, that was a new that, keyboard. No, that was uh, a little yeah. too many gummies. I was this <laughs> the down fat fingers? On.
2: All right.
4: so, <laughs> talking about receiving yards. Mike Evans, number one, 9,301. You guys got control for Gatorland tickets. Let's see if you can close it out. What else you got?
7: What's which one of us has control? Oh, I don't
4: there. know who's, who said Gator. I I missed it. I just went to it. Who said Gatorland?
8: Who said um? Who said Gatorland? Who said
7: Mike, Mike Evans? I said did.
8: Evans. I believe Bobby Thompson said Evans as well. Who had
1: said I think it first, we all though. said it. I think Bobby got it first, though. I think mm-hmm.
8: probably all right,
1: okay. Let's Bobby, go got
4: Bobby it. we'll do a gentleman. My bad on that one. Um, it's hard to see at this point with all these damn This is what buzzers. happens no. when
5: you don't go professional and get buzzers.
4: We need buzzers for, man, for sure. All right. Go ahead, Bobby. You guys got control. Let's see if you can close it out for Gatorland tickets. What else you got?
7: Let's see here.
6: All time. Re- all-time receiving yards.
7: Is Keyshawn Johnson one of them? Keyshawn Johnson.
6: He didn't have anybody to throw him the ball hardly. Uh, <laughs> he had Brad Johnson. Number
7: eight
4: exactly. on
6: the exactly. Board. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he got, you said he exactly. got one You're right. Yeah, Brad Johnson. Oh, man. Let's see. <laughs>
7: Oh, this is tough, oh, the,
6: man,
4: the pressure is on. Tick, 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 tick.
6: Hor- no, nah, he's not going to be on there. Well, let's hear it. I'm about to say Horace Copeland. Horace Copeland.
2: That Who's
4: Googling over there? Extreme guess <laughs> I hear some typing. <laughs> it's,
2: it's- Horace Copeland was number 25. Wow. Oh, wow.
4: Little off, Jeez. little off. That's all right. Just a bit outside, as Bob heard would say. All right, so you got number one on the list. There's four answers remaining, and you've got one strike left. Come on, guys, got to get another one.
6: Oh my goodness! I'm no, I'm no help at all on this one, Bobby. I apologize.
0: <laughs> no, Man. no,
7: it's all good. I'm, i <clears throat> yeah, I'm guessing too myself. So. I hate to do this. I'm gonna say it and it's probably wrong, but I'm gonna go with because he's been so good, I'm gonna go with Godwin. Chris go? Godwin.
4: Cool. Oh. Believe it or not. On the list. He is number four on the list. 4643. All right. Who else you got?
7: We have two strikes. Oh uh, I uh Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. Let's see if I'm right. Is it uh God rest his soul. Vincent Jackson, one of them?
4: Vincent Jackson from the grave.
7: From the grave? Number see. five. Number five on the list. So, uh, so we need what? To, number two and number four, is it?
4: You have number two and number three remaining on okay. here. Okay. Um, oh, man.
5: I'm surprised you guys haven't said this guy yet.
4: Don't you hate
6: that guy at the, when you're playing a game? Yeah,
4: I know I it.
6: Because I got a name at the tip of my tongue, and I'm just really drawing a blank right now.
9: The,
7: um,
6: <laughs> uh, that doesn't help at all.
7: <laughs> uh, the, uh, I don't want The pressure. I know we're running out of time. That I. Here comes a buzzer. We gotta get it. Mike, that guy, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, go from SC.
2: I have never
5: heard someone say so many wrong things one after the other consecutively
2: in a row.
4: All right, Rob, Rob Squared, you have an opportunity for Gatorland tickets. Either number two or number three on this list. Can you guys name it? No pressure.
7: Mm. Wow. Mm. It's tough. They're... You just don't think it it, 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 of receivers. You think of the bucks. Tight,
8: Mike Williams. Tight end and tough, who that?
7: Mike
2: Williams was number 11.
6: Wow. And I just remembered the name I was thinking a few seconds ago that just didn't come to me when we had I'll, I'll let I'll let you guess it if they,
4: if they don't get it. All right. All right, guys. Come on. For the tickets, give me a name.
8: Do, do, do. Rob, you got something on your mind? Who you got? I, I don't even know, man. I'm being honest. I don't um, remember any
1: receivers from back.
8: Uh, I, Winslow, one of the tight ends, actually, Um uh, if I'm not mistaken, one of our tight ends had a... No. Jimmy Giles.
3: No.
5: (laughs) He's number six. Oh,
4: Number six on the list. All right. Number two... Is Michael Michael Clayton on
6: there? No.
4: No, it is Mark Carrier. Mark Carrier was number two. 5,018 yards. Number three... Kevin House, 4,928. Guys, if you don't know, now you know your fandom is now in check, and you can check anybody at the bar tonight. Congratulations to James and Bobby. You are winners today.
2: Clayton was number 13.
6: Dang.
4: Play number thirteen, and I'm sorry for Rob Squared for tonight's being tonight's losers. You do get the dumbass of the
6: week award. Dumbass, thank dumbass, need a stupid. So you get nothing. You lose. Good
4: day, sir. Not for nothing, though. That was literally the most exciting game of feud I think we've had to date. Came down to the wire. Great job, guys. I appreciate you. Let's take a quick break. We get back. We're a fantasy show. We're going to talk a little bit about fantasy rankings, believe it or not. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? (laughs) Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own Fantasy League. Night,
3: night, night, sorry, and now possible for You're on your
4: way. Now we want to bring that professional, fun, and creative side to your Fantasy League. And you can do it for as low as $5 extra per owner. Oh my... I will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league, create more fun, friendly banter, and give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed. forward to interacting with you and your league soon don't forget tssfantasy.com go visit it today get signed up we are the fantasy show of the people really running late tonight so let's get it started it's time for some rankings are you ready i'm ready
1: i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm
8: Well, we'll
4: start out with the quarterbacks. I mean, Tom Brady last year, what else can I say? Number three in 2021. I don't I mean, I keep saying it. I'm a you know, obviously as an Americas team, Miami Dolphins fan, I'm done with Brady. I'm done. I just want to see him start to regress at some point because I'm just over it. I'm overseeing, bro. I'm done with it. But i just i don't know with this nfc the way it looks like i just don't you know i, I know you guys were talking about the schedule and the, the toughness of the schedule but the nfc quite frankly i just think it looks wide open um especially for secondary quite frankly so i like brady's schedule um i do have him ranked a little below the top 10 this year only because i like some other guys a little bit better but he's still a, definitely a quality quarterback for you to take in your fantasy drafts no doubt about it justin what say you sir
5: uh, yeah, I mean, the, I was looking through his stats, and it was hard to find something that he wasn't good at last year. I mean, he had the most deep ball attempts, and then you factor in, when you have the most deep ball attempts, you shouldn't have one of the better percentages, right? Not wrong. He had the 13th best percentage. He was completing 40% of his passes when he was throwing it deep. Um, red zone attempts, he had the most red zone attempts. had 129, and he was the fifth best in the red zone. This is just a guy who, at this point, he knows what he's doing. He's really good, and he goes out and he recruits the best players. He is the epitome of a team guy that wants to just win championships. And so when I look at that and I look at what he's surrounded himself with, yeah, I'm all in on Brady this year. He's at my QB9, and that's only because everybody else above him can actually run with the ball. And, you know, if we've seen seen Tom Brady run, the only person that looks more ridiculous is Mac Jones running.
4: So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all in
5: on Brady this year.
4: Yeah, he you know again doesn't even matter because he dumps it off. He's got a nice quick release as well. Like, like most Mabar passing Daniels yards last year, and you most know just, just nasty. All right, Nick, what say you, sir? Uh,
2: I think the only thing that Tom Brady can't do on a football field is catch. So, um, yeah, again, fifty three hundred yards. Uh, he only had forty three TDs and twelve picks. So uh, again, just like just like my predecessor said, uh, I have him at. 11 just because the other guys are younger and more agile and can run but other than that there's
4: nothing on a football field he can't do James what say you sir we'll go to you on this one on the QB do you think we got him in the right spot what do you think about Brady this year
6: every time I pick against Tom Brady I'm, I'm wrong <laughs> I, I, every year I say man we got Tom Brady but he's declining you so, and the rest of the league, yeah. And, and every time, and like I had a chance to pick him last year, didn't, and I ended up being mad. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit guessing against him and say yes, he's in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. There's nothing wrong with that. That definitely is what you would
4: do in a, in a in Vegas for sure. All right, let's go on to the running backs. Let's go to Lenny Fournette, number thirteen. I have him ranked this year. Last year, number eleventh. Not too shabby. Um, We got you guys mentioned the additions in the running back field with Rashad White, Keyshawn Vaughn as well. So, Mm. um, you know, I'm not sure how much that's going to eat into his snaps this year. Maybe they give him the ball a little more, maybe preserve Brady a little bit. Also, just get this running game just going. We mentioned how low it was ranked last year. Although, like I said, doesn't really matter when Tom Brady's throwing you in and out of games, quite frankly. So um, that's where I got Lenny Fournette. Justin, what say you, sir?
5: Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I got Lenny Fournette at 14 right now. He's probably going to go up a little bit. I, I want to see him shed some weight. Um, those little, those pictures just coming in with fat Lenny. I'm just like, oh, man, they're doing this man wrong. <laughs> but, uh, you know, efficiency wise, he had his best career year last year, 4.5 yards per carry. Sixty seven percent of the opportunity was his. I think that's going to go up with Ron Jones being gone. I mean, Rashad White, I think he can be an efficient running back, but he's still a rookie too, so you're not going to really put too much on a rookie third-rounder. Um, as far as routes run, targets, everything, this man was top 10. I mean, he was top five in routes run last year. Um, and like I said earlier, he's a dead cap of $9 million this year. It only goes down. He's $5 million next year and $1 million the, pre- the year after. I think if Brady's here for this year, they're going to run the tires off of him. They're going to absolutely, you know, send it into a, a full-off playoff mode, try and be playoff Lenny the entire time. He's a redraft wonder. Um, and then the next two years, they're going to either cut him or they're going to, you know, run out his contract. But, um, yeah, I got him at 14. He'll probably be going up soon.
4: All right, Nick. What say you? Where do you got playoff? Okay, lane? so currently I have him at eighteen
2: in my in my PPRs, uh, just because a lot of, everyone I have above him uh, catches more passes out of the backfield and, and has more more yak yards and actually has has more receiving touchdowns. So that's why I have him him at eighteen. But again, like. Like Justin said, I think they're going to run him into the ground, and then he's he's got durability issues. So so let's see let's see where he's at
4: by week fifteen. Robert, we'll go to you on the for the running backs on this one. What say you? Do you think we have him in the right spot?
8: No, I'd actually have uh, I'd actually have him down a little bit lower. Uh, one thing that you have to look at when you look at you try to base his, you try to look at his forecast based on his last year's production. Uh, the bugs face a lot of weak. Running defenses, and he got the ball a lot against those weak running defenses. Uh, that that kind of that inflation. I mean, it, it, if you don't look, take a look at that, and look at it carefully, it, it'll it'll get you it'll get you screwed up a little bit. Uh, Leonard Fournette has been a, a hell of a running back since his college days. Uh, but last season was one of his best seasons. You look at yard per lot I'm sorry, yards per run. Uh again, that was against a really weak stash of defenses. And that's not gonna be the case as we brought up several times about this schedule coming up this year. So Leonard Fournette, as much as we wanna believe that he's gonna get run and used as much as he was last year, the opportunities I don't think are gonna come as much. Uh so yeah, he, he, he would he should be ranked a little bit lower. Great wow. talent, but yeah, he's got a lot of coming ahead of him.
4: That's why we came here to hear the experts bring us the expert insight on the team. Let's go to receivers. Mike Evans last year in 16 games ends up at number six last year overall. Um, Chris Godwin last year, you know, had a couple of injuries, 14 games. He ends up 19th overall. Russell Gage, you mentioned him earlier um, with Matt Ryan last year, number 45, uh, you know, again, in a different offense, uh, either or. You can't go wrong with any of these guys. Quite frankly, I don't think Mike Evans is going to be money for you this year. Chris Godwin and I like Russell Gage, especially with Chris Godwin not getting um, on the field right away. You're going to have Russell Gage in that role. We've ta- you guys kind of talked about, alluded to this earlier. You're going to see Russell Gage get those that time Antonio Brown type type routes. So I like Russell Gage even when Chris Godwin goes back. You got some great talent here on th- you know three decent good receivers. Bobby, let's go. Or excuse me, we'll go to you in a second. Justin, what say you first on on the uh, receivers?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, this is another group. Like I said, this is this is all team redraft right here. If you want to redraft stack, go straight up with the Buccaneers. Uh, Mike Evans, eight straight years of a thousand yards. Um, Cool little note that I found is he's ran his highest slot percentage these past two years, and that has figured into him having his highest amount of touchdowns in the past two years. He's had 27 touchdowns the past two years. It's because he's been averaging 30% in the slot. So they're getting him in the slot in the right times in the red zone, which is a smart move when you're 6'5". Yeah, I mean, he's been trailing at 19 red zone targets for the past three years consistently too. He's just plug and play. Just get this guy and go. Um, as far as Gage goes, I love Gage. One thing that I pulled from Gage is that he had a very successful win rate against man, and that was actually one of the best spots for Tom Brady. He was the second best completion percentage against man, So I think that, you know, he's another guy you can slide into the slot and he can make some linebackers and some safeties look silly. Um, and then Godwin, Godwin's going to be a godsend when he gets back. Another guy who just terrorizes the slot, 57%. In the slot last year, 26 red zone targets. This man had 14 games, and he was on pace for 119 receptions. He's just an absolute beast. Um, When he comes back, he's going to be
4: gold for whoever has him. Our own fantasy Jesus with some religious quips with his analysis tonight. Nick, what say you, sir, on the receivers?
2: Okay, so I got uh, Godwin and – Evans ranked nine and ten respectively. Uh, the the difference, be- the only difference between the two of them really is the fact that Godwin had five touchdowns, and then Evans got all the rest of them, and he got fourteen. And then when you looked on the list, you got the third leading receiver last year was was Fournette, and then it was Gronk, and then it was Brown, and then Tyler Johnson, and then Cameron Brate. So so now we take out Gronk, and we take out Brown, so then it goes to Johnson and Brate, and watch out. For Brait, I think he's going to be leaned on a lot this year, especially in the red zone.
4: All right, we were going to go to tight end next. But anyway, Bobby, go right ahead. That's called the segue. (laughs) (laughs) Segway. Bobby, go right ahead, sir. Give us your analysis on the receivers. Where do you you think we got them in the right spot?
7: Absolutely, 100%. I think the Buccaneers' uh, wide receiving core as a whole is a top five unit. I think in any redraft you're in, definitely look at these three guys – as I alluded to, Russell Gage, I think he's going to have his best year as a pro with Tom Brady. For those reasons that Justin said as well earlier, um, Mike Evans is one of the best receivers we've ever seen. He's so so consistent. No matter who is under center, he's you know he's going to put up double digit touchdowns in a thousand yards no matter what. I love Chris Godwin. He's arguably one of the, in my opinion, one of the best receivers in football when he's on the field. This guy just produces. He, you know, I, we've seen him have trouble with drops here and there, but I really like him. Once he gets back from his knee injury, healthy, I this receiving, there's no stopping him. And with Tom, with Brady having arguably hit playing his these three seasons with the best receiving core he's ever played with. And guys, I'm a diehard Patriots fan, so Tom Brady is a god to me.
9: <laughs> um.
7: I could say that Tom Brady, in these, in what this is his third year with the Bucks, what I've seen in two seasons with the Bucks, what he's done is just—I'm not surprised. I knew I, I knew what, what he what was going to happen, how good he could be because Tom Brady, uh, with the rich as a wide receiver right now, he's lighting it up. And while he was in New England, there was times like in twenty thirteen where he was playing with. No-name receivers at some times, and he was still putting up numbers. So the receiving core for the Buccaneers is in great hands.
4: Troy Brown is a name that always comes to mind. I mean, I'm like, man, what would Troy Brown be without Tom Brady? Deion Branch. Deion Branch. Got lots lots of those guys for sure, indeed. Yeah, great, great, indeed. Uh, Tom Brady's great. These receivers are great. Go out and get him. That's easy fantasy analysis. I didn't want to spend too much time on Cameron Bray, to be honest with you, but apparently we got some sneaky um, sneaky Cameron Bray takes. So I got him right now at 19. Justin, what say you, Cameron Bray, alone right now in the offense? We'll see if any of the rookies set up, but what say you?
5: Yeah, I haven't adjusted since I've heard about the Gronkinator retiring. Um, but I will say that, you know, Cameron Bray does have sneaky value. He's already got a repertoire with Tom Brady. Um, I've heard good things about Kate Otten, but once again, it's a rookie tight end, rookie tight ends rarely hit. And, you know, I am sure that Brady's going to look at Braid more than Otten, but there is the, sh- the chance that Braid gets hurt. He's had an injury history in the past. So I will say Cameron Braid, k and could be interchangeable. I'd probably put them around like tight end 25 and put them in a situation where if I can get them at the back end of a draft, which is where a lot of people are getting them right now, I'd snag them just for the opportunity to get some sort of Gronk numbers with him. If, even if you get half of what Gronk can do with him, you're getting a steal.
4: Nick, let's see hear your excitement again about Cameron Brate again. All right. So, um, you know,
2: Gronk retired. Uh, I didn't, And I thought I did the adjustment. It it didn't take. That's, that's no problem. Uh, I I had Gronk at night at nine. So I'm going to take him out and then I'm actually going to slide Brayt right in there behind Gesicki. And I'm going to put him at number 14 because of Tom Brady. Okay. So his success is going to be directly contributed to Tom Brady. And can he find him in the run zone, in the red zone? So that's that's why I'm going to put him at 14.
4: That is pristine analysis right there. His success is based off Tom Brady. You are correct. Rob, what say you, sir? Are we right on the money with Cameron Brait?
1: Yeah, I I think I tend to agree with Justin. If he's around later, I would take him because he will get those red zone looks. But you could also look, you know, maybe Evans' catches go up a little more in the red zone. He's targeted a little more. And then Fournette's going to get some more easy passes too, possibly, because that tight end isn't there. So I, I think the tight end's not going to be as big of a role, but he'll still get some catches. So I think if you can get him late, he'll probably be good value.
4: Indeed. All right. Well, gentlemen, we appreciate you guys closing out the NFC South for us and including the Buccaneers. Let's go around the room, let everyone know where they can subscribe and all you find your great stuff. Bobby, we'll start with you. Let it, let everyone know where they can find you.
7: Well, you can find me on uh on uh, my twitter page a lot b 81 uh this year i do write for uh the website bucks report so i'll do be doing a lot of that this year and just expanding my nfl coverage all throughout twitter instagram my instagram is bobby thompson 81 and just keep continue to grow
4: all right get out follow my man bobby he's got it all for you let's go big game james where can we follow you and find all your great stuff sir
6: Yeah, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Big Game uh, Sports Buzz. Also on uh, Twitter, at jcan 97 or at Big Game Sports Buzz on that. And then I'm also going to start a show on Bucks Report this year called Big Game's Pewter Perspective. Mm -hmm. And we're still working on the date and time of that, but I'll make sure I post it on my uh, Twitter page. And we run a live show every Tuesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time right now, uh, Big Game Sports Buzz now nah,
4: make sure you follow subscribe i mean i know we're going to be checking that out we need to get all this inside bucks information absolutely love it all right rob for you my friend sports bliss with rob and chris where can we find all your great stuff and subscribe to it
1: you can find us at our webpage, page with rob and or we're on twitter sports bliss with one and uh you can catch our podcast on any platform pretty much we're everywhere
4: all right, well, they're everywhere, so go everywhere and subscribe. It's no big deal. Just hit a button, guys. I mean, geez, it's not a big deal. I know we all just want just to hit a subscribe button. All right, my friend Robert, Outside Leverage. Let everyone know where we can subscribe and find all
8: your great stuff, sir. Indeed. First and foremost, thank you again for having me on. Uh, yeah, you can find me most of the time uh, on Twitter at Outside Leverage right there on twitter also uh my website the outside uh that's where i do most of my writing uh, also you'll be able to find the podcast as well as some game day experiences with those fans who haven't been able to make it out to games and so forth uh from beginning of the tailgate to the very last person walk out of the parking lot you see some of my stuff there again that's at the outside com podcast and everything and writing in those areas again right there all right. Well,
4: we appreciate you. We appreciate all of you coming on tonight. Big night tonight with the Bucks. That was a lot of fun. We're going to close out the NFC South, and we are going to go into the NFC North next week. Like I said, I teased it earlier on our Friday Packers show, Leroy Butler Hall of Fame inductee is coming to the show to talk some Lambeau Leap and some Packers, so we're excited for that. Also, on July 4th, after the fireworks are done, Come check us out on YouTube. We're going to have our Viking show. And on that show, like if you're watching now, hit subscribe because we're going to be giving away a signed Justin Jefferson jersey for all new subscribers. Check that out. Get involved. Justin Greasy Fingers doesn't matter because that thing is wrapped up, ready to rumble for you guys. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you all. We'll see you soon. And we are out.
3: We're on a mission of this on, We're on a mission of this Pull up the right. air, on, have, like, We're on a mission of okay. miss, Yeah, that's what it is!